Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise, acknowledging that that name of Jesus is higher than any other name. Hallelujah. Welcome to church. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's turn our attention to the scriptures for today when we are reading from Matthew chapter 16 from verse 13 to 17. Let's go. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Verse 17 again, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm so honored today to stand before you to share the word of the Lord. I thank God for his grace upon my life to do so. I also want to appreciate my wife and our children for their support and their consistent prayers over me. And I also want to thank Pastor Don and Miss Amy for the opportunity to share with us today. From the scriptures that we have read, Jesus is with his disciples and they come to the region of Caesarea Philippi. And when there, he asks them a very important question. Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? This is very interesting because we know that the Lord Jesus was not moved by what people said about him. He knew who he was and did not need man's approval. We see this throughout the Gospels. In John chapter 13 and verse 3, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and he had come from God and would return to God. He knew who he was and what his purpose was. In John chapter 2 and verse 25, it says, He didn't need anyone to inform him about a person because he knew what was in the person's heart. Very often we also read Jesus giving answers to the thoughts in people's hearts. We see this in Luke chapter 5. And there is an incident recorded. There were some four men who wanted to bring their friend to Jesus. Their friend was paralyzed and they wanted Jesus to touch him. But when they came to the house, they couldn't find a way to enter because the house was full of people. So they made an opening in the roof and lowered their friend down right in front of Jesus. The Bible records that on seeing their faith, Jesus said to the young man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. 
And in verse 21 and 22, it says, But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, when they heard what Jesus had said, they said, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Then verse 22 says, Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, Why do you question in your hearts? So we can see Jesus did not ask this question because he was trying to find out what's the latest information concerning me. He already knew what was in people's hearts and he knew who he was. But he asked this question for a more important reason. He wanted to find out from the disciples what they thought. And that's why he asked them, but who do you say that I am? He wanted to bring his disciples to a deeper revelation and understanding of who he was. And so he asked them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, on hearing this question, stepped forward and answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. It was important for the disciples to have their own understanding of who Jesus was. This understanding was not based on what others were saying, but on what had been revealed to them by God. And Jesus answered Peter and said, Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So who do you say God is? Who do I say God is? Who is God to you? And who is God to me? Having a personal revelation and understanding of who God is is critical to our walk of faith with the Lord. Having a personal revelation and understanding of who God is is critical to our walk of faith with Him. When life happens, as it does to all of us, it is possible to fall into a place of wondering and perhaps even doubting what we have already known of who God is. We see this in the life of John the Baptist in the book of Matthew in chapter 3 and verses 13 to 17. We see John baptizing Jesus at the Jordan River. The Gospel of John records this even more and gives us more detail about what happened. And we see John the Baptist testifying in John chapter 1 verse 32 to 36 and he says, then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know who he was, but the one, but God who sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest on will, be, will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one. The following day, John was standing with his two disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Here we see John the Baptist confidently testifying of who Jesus is. A few chapters later, in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, John has been arrested by King Herod and is now in prison. And his life, his very life, is on the line. So from behind prison doors, he sends his disciples to Jesus. 
And remember, these are the same disciples to whom he had testified earlier and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. He sends them to Jesus with this question. He tells them to ask Jesus in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 3, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Difficulties, discouragement, hardships, and disappointment due to unmet expectations can cause us to doubt what we already know of who God is. So what should we do when we find ourselves in such a place? What should we do when we find ourselves doubting what we think we knew about who God is? I believe today God has a word for us that will encourage us and bring us back to that place of divine revelation and understanding of who God is. And today, I want, in the few moments that we have together, I want to minister a word, renewed understanding of who God is. A renewed understanding of who God is. There are foundational truths in the word of God that we read of who God is. And it is upon those truths that we can always fall back. Whatever our circumstances may seem to be. And whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. Our understanding of who God is needs to be founded upon these truths. These truths need to be settled not only in our minds, but most importantly in our hearts. Amen. These truths need to move from our minds down to our hearts. And I want us this morning to look at three of them. The first one is, God is love. God is love. First John chapter 4 and verse 16 says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. God is love, and because that is who he is, his relationship with us flows out of his love for us. His motivation toward us is based on his love for us. John 3.16 says, For God so that he, his actions were motivated by his love for us. The second truth that needs to be founded and deeply rooted in our hearts is that God is faithful. God is faithful. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9 says, understand, understand therefore that the Lord, your God, is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commandments. God is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. He's always faithful. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 says, Let us hold fast our confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. That is his nature. It cannot change. What he has promised, he will do. He will always keep his word, for he cannot lie. For God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should change his mind or repent of that which he has said. What he has said, he will do. What he has promised, he will fulfill. You can count on him. Amen. 
And the third truth that needs to be rooted and grounded in our hearts and needs to move from our minds and the things that we say is that God is good. Some of these things have just become cliche sayings that we say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. But do we really believe it? God is good. It is true. It is a fact. It's not just something that we say about him. It is the truth. He is good. He is always good. Give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. First Chronicles 16 and 34 says, Psalms 34 and verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in him. Taste and see that he is good. Taste means you have to partake. You have to participate. You have to do something about what you believe. Taste means participate. Partake. It's not just standing aside and saying God is good, but he's partaking and all the joys of those who take refuge in him. God is good and will always be good. Because he is good, his plans for us are good. Jeremiah 29, 11. He works all things together for our good. Romans 8, 28. Because he is good, his plans for us are good. Because he is good, he's working all things for our good. We need to be renewed in our understanding of these truths, believing them and settling them in our hearts. What does understanding mean? It is the capacity to comprehend, to perceive, to have the correct interpretation of information. The correct interpretation of information. It also means discernment. What we need is an understanding that comes by revelation. What does revelation mean? It is a communication of divine truth. The act of making something known. Something that is revealed to us by God. That brings enlightenment. So how do we come to this place of being renewed in our understanding of who God is? Where are these truths that we have talked about? That God is love. That God is faithful. That God is good. Are settled in our hearts. How do we come to that place? Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, But when he, the spirit of truth, the, live, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give you the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take and receive, draw upon what is mine, and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. The first thing we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Let him guide us into the truth of who God is. Let our understanding, your perception of who God is be based on a revelation that comes by the Holy Spirit. Let him bring enlightenment based on the word of God. To be renewed in our understanding of who God is, 
We need to be continually communing with the Holy Ghost. We need to allow him to continually speak to us, guide us, and reveal to us and disclose to us the help and discern, help us to discern the correct interpretation of who God is in our current circumstances. When John's disciples came to Jesus and asked him if he was the one, Jesus responded by saying, John sent his disciples and they asked Jesus, are you the Messiah or should we look for somebody else? Jesus responded to that question by telling them to go tell John the things you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then Jesus said, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Jesus responded to John's questions by letting him know what God was doing in the present, what God was doing now. In the midst of the storm, it's easy to become confused, to panic. It's easy to lose sight of the big picture and to wonder where God is in it all. Our understanding needs to be renewed. We need to be refocused. Jesus sought to refocus John by revealing to him what God was doing in the now, what God was doing currently. So do not doubt in the dark what God has revealed to you in the light. When there is darkness surrounding you, don't lose sight of what God spoke to you in the light. Don't lose sight of what God spoke to you in the light. Don't doubt it. Believe it because God does not lie. The storm is not the destination. It's just a bump in the road. So don't let the storms distract you from the desired destination. What has God spoken to you? What word are you holding on to? What word are you sure? I know that I know that I know God spoke this to me. But now the circumstances and the things around you seem to be blotting it out. The darkness seems to be overwhelming it. Do not doubt God. God is true. The circumstances you are facing cannot disannul the word of God. They cannot render it void. I say the circumstances you are facing cannot, will not, and will never disannul the word of God. They cannot render it void. Why is this true? It's because the word of the Lord is forever settled in heaven. Psalms chapter 119 verse 89 says, So allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. In verse 6 of Matthew 11, as we have read, Jesus says something very interesting there. And he says, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And this brings us to our second point of being renewed in our understanding of who God is. And that is, guard your heart against all kinds of offense and bitterness. When things seemingly do not go as you thought they would, the way you had planned them out, you had made your plans according to your time plan and your schedule. Remember what Isaiah 55 says, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. Do not limit God to your thoughts. I should not limit God to my thoughts. His ways are way higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. 
So do not be offended, but be renewed in your understanding of who God is in your current circumstances. Do not be offended, but be renewed in your understanding of, what, of who God is in your current circumstances. We said earlier that we need to let our understanding, our perception of who God is, be based on the revelation that comes by the enlightenment from the Holy Spirit, based on the Word of God. Based on the Word of God. And that brings us to our third point in being renewed in our understanding of who God is. And that is read and study the Word of God. Read and study the Word of God. Read it for yourself. Become a student of the Word of God. Dig deep into the Word of God and understand for yourself who God is. Let the Holy Spirit have something to work with. Have something to work with in your life. Because as you read, He will bring revelation and understanding to you. When we study the Scriptures, we begin to see who God really is. Our understanding is renewed. In the scriptures are recorded different names of God and different attributes that describe who he is. And as we finish here are some of them that will help us be renewed in our understanding of who God is. Now these are several of them and I'll read through them. Don't try and write them down, there are too many. But just listen and allow that word to sink deep into your heart as we go through them. In Jesus' name, the Bible says that he is Elohim, the God of power and might. And this is found in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. He is Elohim, he is Elohim, the God of power and might. Nothing is difficult for him. He is El Elyon, the God most high, for he is high and lifted up. And this is in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 and 22. He's El Olam, the everlasting God. He's from everlasting to everlasting, the Alpha and the Omega. He's El Shaddai, the Almighty, all-sufficient God. He doesn't need anything else other than himself. He is all-sufficient. And this is Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. He's El Roi, the God who sees. What are you facing right now? God sees it. God knows it. He sees it all. That is found in Genesis chapter Chapter 16 and verse 13 is Jehovah Eli, the Lord, my God, the Lord, my God, and he's also your God. And this is found in Psalms chapter 18 and verse 2. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider, and my provider. What is it that you need? He is your provider. This is Genesis chapter 22 and verse 14. He is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. This is found in Psalms 23 and verse 1. He will guide you to the green pastures that you are seeking. Oh, He is with you. Don't fear. He is with you. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. This is found in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. What are you facing in terms of sickness? He is your healer. He is my healer. In Jesus' name, He is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. Because of the blood of Jesus on the cross, we have been made righteous. And this is
is found in Jeremiah 23 and verse 6. He is Jehovah, Shammah, the Lord who is present. He's not a faraway God. He's a God who is present with you. And this is found in Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse 35. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Are you troubled today? Let him be your peace. And this is found in Judges chapter 6 and verse 24. He's Jehovah, Kabobi, the Lord, my glory, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Hallelujah. And this is found in Psalms chapter 3 and verse 3. He's Jehovah Ori, the Lord, my light. This is found in Psalms 27 and verse 1. Let him be the light shining into the darkness that is surrounding you. Oh, let us stand as I finish. Stand on your feet as I finish. He's Jehovah Elameth, the Lord of truth and faithfulness. This is found in Psalms chapter 31 and verse 5. He's Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. This is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 3. He's the Lord of hosts. Oh, the head of the armies of heaven. Oh, he's Jehovah Uzi, the Lord, my strength and your strength. This is found in Psalms 28 and verse 7. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. This is found in Exodus chapter 27 and verse 15. Let him be your banner. Oh, the banner that goes before you in every situation that you're facing. He's Jehovah Adonai, the Lord of all the earth. This is found in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 13. He's Jehovah El Gibor, the Lord mighty in battle. This is found in Psalms 23, 24 and verse 8. He's the Lord El Gibor, mighty in battle. No battle that you're facing is too hard for him. No situation that you're facing is too hard for him. Oh, Lift up your voice and rejoice in who God is. Lift up your voice and rejoice. This is the God you serve. This is the God I serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, your name is powerful. Your name is great. Your name is mighty. Lord, we thank you. Let's lift up our hands and commit ourselves to be renewed. Even in our understanding of who God is. Lord, I thank you that you are God who is love. God, you are love. Lord, we thank you that you deal with us according to your love. Your motivation towards us is because you love us. Lord, I thank you that you are faithful. You are faithful to a thousand generations. Lord, I thank you because you are good and your plans for us are good. Lord, the things you desire for us are good and you're working all things together for our good because you are good. Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts. Renew our understanding of who you are, of who God is. Reveal your word to us even as we read from your word. Father, we make a commitment to study and to read to read your word, my God. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to be consistent. Remind us every day to study your word, to study the word of God, to read the word, oh God. Help us, oh Lord, we pray. And Lord, we repent of every kind of bitterness that we may have in our hearts where we have been offended and especially offended against you, God. We repent and we ask you, forgive us, forgive us, oh Lord, and we plead the blood of of Jesus to cleanse us and to wash us clean of this sin, my God. We pray, my Father, in the name of Jesus, that you remind us of the words that you have already spoken to us, O God, that even in the darkness, O Lord, your word seems to
to be fading away. But Lord, remind us, uh, remind us by your Holy Spirit uh, of that which you have already spoken to us uh, and open our eyes to see uh, your, uh, where you are and who you are in our current circumstances. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we honor you, O oh God. And we give you praise. We give you praise, Lord, that our understandings are being renewed of who you are. And you are good. You are faithful. And you are a God of love. We thank you, Father.